Die. We are back and we are here. I'm Carla and I am the GM and we have a very, very special guest star with us. So to introduce themselves are my amazing players. And let's start with our very special guest from In Dice We Trust. You can follow them on Instagram and you can also follow their podcast on Anchor FM and on Spotify. We will also place those links in our socials and on the episode information. But from in Dice We Trust, we have the wonderful Finn. Thank you. I'm Finn. I'm from the podcast that was just mentioned. I'm a female D&D player. I've been into D&D for a little over a year now, and it has quickly become my favorite activity to take all of my money and all of my time. It's been a lot of fun. Great to be here. We're excited to have you. You should go and listen to the in Dice We Trust character story i'm not going to say it's like a explanation because it leaves so much to the imagination of finn's character daphne let's hear a little bit about daphne and in dice we trust which has a really interesting flavor which i don't think i've seen on a podcast or on a dungeons and dragons game for a long time our first campaign that we're in right now is set in the feywild it's very interesting there's a lot to do with the royalty of the courts and corruption in the courts. It's a lot of fun. I play Daphne, which is a spring nymph. We have a custom race made for most of the characters in this campaign because it's set in the Feywild, so we're all playing Fey characters. But I play a nymph, and she's a bard rogue with a very interesting look on life. I based her character on the Daphne plant, which is a plant that grows in both the spring and the winter. So I tried to customize the character to, she lives in the spring, but she's always had like a calling to kind of be in the winter core and the colder, cooler aspects of life. For her personal journey, she's just kind of trying to find out who she really is. Now you have some in-depth knowledge when you listen to the character episode. A little bit of behind the scenes. So you played before the podcast because the podcast only started in about August. So you can still catch up. Don't feel like it's gone too far. You can definitely still catch up. And it's very interesting. And the audio quality gets better, I promise. When a story is amazing, like yours is and like ours is, people have some tolerance for slightly lower quality audio. So with the Epic Finn, we also have our regular players who are going to introduce themselves as well. Hi everyone, I'm Lena and I normally play Andromach, the Changing Druid in the campaign. But for now, I'm playing Leo Curse Craze, a goblin. I've never played a goblin before. So this is going to be good. This is going to be an interesting experience. I'm Wednesday, and I usually play Aloran Skyvale, the Azamar Paladin. But today, as per my usual with goblins, I am playing Raz of the Six Oozes. I don't know what any of those oozes actually are, but they're probably pretty gross because I'm a goblin. It seems Nelly is lost in the goblin caves where this adventure is set, but we're going to jump into it. So this one shot. If you've played any of our Comic-Con games, it's based in the same world as Zoo of the Troll Lord. You are the amazing goblins that work for the Troll Lord. Stabby Pants, that is his name, and we're sticking with it. He is preparing a Crossmas feast. Now, Crossmas is something that happens yearly. It's when the Troll Lord and his generals celebrate 
how cross they've been this year and how many, you know, takeovers they've done on land and their adventures in defeating those horrible heroes. This Christmas is very special as they have people from the Fae Court visiting. Wink, wink. And so they're looking to host a very, very special feast. Usually during the Christmas feast, there's a lot of entertainment. So different goblins performing acting and fights and duels. You, however, are not those goblins. You are not the A-level goblins. You are definitively probably the Z team. But you don't know that. Troll Lord Stabby Pants doesn't like to get rid of goblins because they're very useful for cannon fodder in the future. And so he has decided to give you a duty that he thinks not even you could mess up. He has asked you to follow the chef and help the chef prepare. The chef is an orc and the chef is leading you down a corridor. They are wearing a chef's hat, which is pristine as well as an apron and what you can only assume are boxer shorts that if any of you can read says kiss the cook on it in goblin he's walking you down one of the various cave tunnels and he comes to a large stone door that he pushes open and you can see that it's one of those doors that only he is able to open and even he is taking some effort to push this door open. He pushes it in. Raz pushes ahead because he's the biggest. So he's going to push ahead. He wants to be in front because he is going to impress the Troll Lord Stabby Pants this time. I'm going to try and climb over Raz to get in first. Oh. I'm going to stick to the back and avoid that fight. Sticking to the back, Finn, you realize the Orc Chef is rolling his eyes at the other two that are clambering over each other. Weirdly, the door is large because it's the size of an orc, so the two of you still manage to scramble over each other even though there's space around you and you could have gone next to each other. Once all of you are in the kitchen, he stands in front of the doorway so you can't go out and he says, right, we need to make a turduck in. Anyone know what that is? Raz puts up his hand. You, with the face. It's a food. Because we're in the kitchen. He looks to you, Vin. You! Uh, turkey and duck and chicken. He looks astounded. He says, that's correct. Okay. You, what's your name? And he, and he points to you, Vin. Uh, uh, Oka. Oka Kilchain? Oka Kilchain. You are in charge. You too. Do what Oka says. Right. So if you look behind you, you will see where we get our meat from. And as you turn around, you realize that you are in a very large cavern that's been honed into the rock, but is actually honed quite painstakingly. The walls look flush. There's a shiny surface on the counters. There's counters running along the left and right side of you. The room is probably about 40 feet deep. And then there's another very finely crafted wall across from you. And you can see what looks like a barn door. And it's one of those barn doors that has a top and a bottom. The top is open and it opens backwards into what you assume is another part of the cavern. 
from what you can see from your height, because the barn door is taller than all of you, because this kitchen is made for the orc. Everything is at about the orc's hip height. So it's just taller than you. But you can see what's on top of the barn door because you're at a distance. On top of the barn door, it looks like a sleeping turkey, chicken, and duck are resting on top of the barn door. Oh, Finn, I should have warned you. So we also let our chat engage. So sometimes they throw some curveballs at us. I'm going to put out my dagger. Raz is very upset. I'm also very upset. He pulls out his axe. He's standing behind Oka and he's sort of smacking it against his hand. And he's like, them things are animals. There's not a food. The chef turns Uh, to you and grabs your hand. So you stop slapping and he goes, do not wake them up before you kill them. That is all I will say. We can stab them? And he goes, shh, but really loudly. I'm going to put my daggers away. Can I cast Pass Without Trace on us? Yes, you can. You all get a plus 10 to your dexterity stealth checks. That's a pro player move. I have never seen (laughs) that before. I don't think I've seen that spell before. Really? I love it. (laughs) So the orc says, there's also cookies in the oven. And as he says that you can smell an aroma of gingerbread cookies. And on the right, hone into the rock underneath the counter is actually an oven. The oven is the size of you. So you could step into said oven. And you can see that there is a faint glow as cookies in the shape of adventurers are being baked. You can also, if you lean back slightly and tilt your head upwards, you can see that there are trays of cookies on top of the counter as well as a big mixing bowl, which you assume holds batter, running through the center of the room, probably about, so the room is 40 feet deep to where the turkey, chicken, and duck are, and across is also about 30 feet, and then with five feet for the counters, so the counters are five feet deep, and running through the center is a five feet wide and 20 foot long center counter, And underneath that are various kitchen utensils. However, they are all orc-sized. On the left, in the corner, is a large cauldron. The cauldron is the height of the counter and is probably in itself also five feet in, oh goodness, it's come back to haunt me, is a diameter. So then it's like 15 feet from one end of the cauldron to the the other. It's It's huge. Diameter. Okay, diameter. Yes. And you can hear bubbling, and you know, having survived a year in Troll Lord Stabby Pants's service, that that is delicious meat. It's it's delicious. He then says, "Okay, I've got to go get the dressing. So you need to take care of the turducken. Okay, you're in charge. And um, yeah, don't touch the cookies or the meat." And he's going to start closing the door. And as he pulls, close this like very hard rock created door, he keeps his head peeping through the crack until the last moment. And then he slams it shut. Leo is going to, even though the stuff is sleeping, dart from the one cabinet to the next cabinet in the best stealth that uh, he can manage. His daggers are drawn. He's hunting duck right now. Okay, roll stealth for me with your amazing bonus. Plus 10. 24. 
They appear to still be sleeping. Kill them. As Oka says, kill them. Raz is like, oh, that's what he's supposed to be doing. Because he was trying to think of dresses for the turkey. So he's also going to like rush up behind Leo with his battle axe. Oka, did you try and say that softly or was it a kill them? Moderately softly. Softly, but frantic. They still appear to be sleeping. I'm going to go stab the duck. Roll your attack for me. 23 to hit. Bloody hell. As you jump up ever so slightly to stab the duck, as you do so, you hear three various squawks. Roll your damage. I'm assuming I get some sneak attack damage there because it's unexpected. Yeah. That'll be 11 damage. My dagger. Nah. At that, can everyone please roll initiative for me as you hear a squawk from the chicken, the turkey, and the duck as you get lifted into the air, Lena, as your daggers are on either side of the duck's body. It doesn't appear to be that hurt. It almost looks like, you know, like rock climbing gear, like you've put your daggers inside, but it doesn't appear to have hurt the duck. As they all start to raise up off the barn door and you notice that the sort of uh, hindquarter section of each of the poultry pieces is attached to what looks like a long neck. Each one is attached to a neck made out of the feathers of the same color as their feathers. And you realize they are all part of one animal that is (laughs) very, very large as you are holding on for dear life into the duck part of the Turducken Hydra. And from that viewpoint, you can see behind the barn door is a very large cavern. And you're pretty sure those are goblin bones in the back in what looks to be the Turducken Hydra's nest. And it has two chicken legs, but they are extremely long and a large ostrich-like body that fills this cabin. You realize if it comes into the kitchen, it's going to fill the kitchen. Also, roll perception for me, Lena. (laughs) 11. For a brief moment, think you see a goose in the background. As the duck and the turkey and the chicken squawk, you realize they have razor-sharp fangs inside their mouths and their beaks, and they do not look happy. What is everyone's initiative? Seven. Five. Eleven. I'm gonna die. <laughs> You're not gonna believe me, but I rolled a natural twenty. Does this count as one creature? It does count as one creature. I have a spell that says up to three creatures, but I feel like it wouldn't work like that. For flavor, I'd also allow it to work. Can Wednesday and Finn please roll perception for me? Fifteen. I got a nat twenty. As Ocker is the captain of this cooking escapade. Oka thought, let let me check around the kitchen to know exactly what we're dealing with. And from your vantage point, you're pretty sure the batter from the mixing bowl on top of the counter is starting to, you don't know if it's leaking or if it's moving out the bowl. The batter is either leaking or moving out of the bowl. Leo is like... Got two daggers in this thing, and but still, like, looking over his shoulder. <laughs> Raz is trying to it's figure alive. out if he can look with each one of his eyes at separate things. So he's trying to look at the turducken 
and then also try and stretch his other eye to look at the batter. You know what? Roll a percentile for me. Chat. Forget, over, forget the batter. Forget the batter. <laughs> Just kill the thing. Just kill it. Uh, eight. You are mildly confused. Ruz, you know when your eyes start to hurt when you try and look at one of those magic eye pictures? That brings it to the turducken, which is going to try and shake you off. The duck shakes violently and the entire turducken, all three heads sway as it shakes and it shakes and throws you onto the counter where the cookie trays are. You push some of the cookie trays towards the batter bowl, which tips off the counter and lands on the floor. And please take two points of damage as you land on the counter. There were three cookie trays. On it, one, only one set was actually fully baked. The other two were just sort of laid out. They're strewn all over the counter now, and the batter has tipped, fallen, that the bottom side of the bowl is facing up. And Guys are going to get me in so much trouble. <laughs> that then brings it to you, Lena. I'm going to stand up and uh, shake my head a little bit and uh, kick one of the pans that like stabbed me in the back as I fell on the counter. Which pan? A cooked pan or an uncooked pan? Cooked. You kick it? You send cookies flying everywhere? Ah, I chose you. Daggers. And charge the thing <laughs> You're going to run and dive for the turducken. Mm-hmm. Roll your attack. At disadvantage because the turducken heads are moving. 13. As you run and you dive with your daggers out, like vertical limits style, you didn't jump high enough and your knife digs into the barn door and scrapes down as you land on the floor next to your compatriots. Hi there. Probably cost so much money. There is a large groove you in the You guys are going to get me fired. Yank my dagger out of the door. Wednesday. Raz feels if he can't impress the orc, he can at least impress Okanar to show that he's better than Leo. He's much better than Leo. <laughs> so he's going to pull out a javelin and launch it at the body of the Turducken. 17. It hits. Roll your damage. Five points of damage. As you launch your javelin, it sails over the door and you hear a small... As your javelin is now sticking out the back end of the body of the hydra. As it almost looks like another plume in its bum feathers. Raz goes, he did a good thing. He's feeling good about himself right now. You did hit it. Okay. Is there any way that like if I distracted it, would they get advantage like to attack it? You realize being the smartest of the goblins and the captain. Obviously. That there's three heads, so it's probably going to be difficult to distract it. Roll the percentile for me. If Chat over or under. 41. You think that the turducken is probably the right size to fit in the cauldron. I, I couldn't lift the cauldron. It seems pretty heavy. The cauldron is extremely heavy, but... You know, being a very smart goblin, you could potentially lever it. You could tip it. You could get okay. the thing to fall inside. I'll grab a tray of cookies and try to, like, shake it and see if it wants some of the cookies. So there are a couple of broken 
already baked cookies on the floor after Leo kicked them. To get a tray, you'd probably have to climb up onto a counter to get a tray of unbaked cookies. I'll pick up some scraps and just kind of like hold them up. Say like, hey, look, they're little people. Raw persuasion. 13. All of a sudden, all three heads lean over the barn door and they sort of all come towards you and all three heads next to each other. And when I say heads, they're the actual whole bird. Just instead of legs, they've got a neck coming out of their body. And all of their eyes are on you. They've even turned their head to the side because, you know, their eyes are on either side of their head. So one eye from each bird is facing you. And they open their mouths and you realize that the fangs definitely have greenish meat, which is it because the meat is off? Or is it because goblins are green? How do I persuade this thing to get into a pot? Like, if I got into the pot, do you think it would want to come eat me? Look, it seems very intrigued by you and the situation. Roll insight for me. A nine. I mean, as far as birds go, I mean, they're not something you deal with a lot in the cabins. It seems to be interested in what's happening with you. Is it the cookies? Is it you? You know... Who can say? If I cast a disguise self, but try to make it just so that like I look very yummy, which is very appetizing. <laughs> that seems like a great idea. I'll cast disguise self and like put like a cherry on top of my head and like just, I don't know what would make me look more appetizing. Leo is just like, going to look at like, this and go like, what? Just like covered in bacon. Raz feels hungry. He's oh. watching Oka and he's like, this is interesting. Get it into the pot. <laughs> into the pot. Can the two of you, um, Leo and Raz, make a wisdom saving throw for me? 19. Eight. Maybe it's because you're closer, Raz. And, you know, you want to impress Oka that you're like, even for goblins, it's weird to like go up to another goblin and maybe lick mm. them or something. Yeah, exactly. That's so awkward. So as appetizing, like, I mean, you like bacon as much as the next goblin. Exactly. And cherries. But you are going to leave Oka alone. However, Leo, that looks like amazing food. And, you know, the, the troll lord is a bit stingy with his food. And, you know, if you ate some of the food from the kitchen, you'd get in trouble. But maybe this bacon's not from the kitchen. If anybody's looking at Leo, you can see that there's a little bit of drool like running on the side of his mouth as he looks at this bacon. Goes like, it's fake. It's this is magic. It's fake. <laughs> this is my body. Russ says, it is magical. It is. It's magical. And Leo just like nods his head and agrees. Raz is also he's hustling. He's thinking in his mind. He's thinking about Oka's instructions. Put it in the pot. Okay. Let me know when it's my turn. Okay. Standing nearest to it, Oka, you hear the clattering of the mixing bowl behind you. And it's making that rocking sound of when something lands on the floor and it goes like... But it's almost making the reverse sound, like the bowl is trying to flip itself back over. And if you look, you see a wave of batter trying to push itself up so that it can tip the ball backwards. And you're pretty sure that it's using what looks like 
a humanoid arm to push itself up. Um, I think the batter's alive. <laughs> it's one of the six oozes. It is not one of the six oozes. Fine. It's I think the it's definitely one of the seventh ooze. <laughs> it is, it's the ooze you did not know. The turducken with, I rolled a percentile and I got a hundred percent. Or is it a one? Either way, it's an amazing roll and it's going to believe in the bacon. And it's going to try and get said bacon. The three moors open and they start to descend towards you. And as they do, it just misses you because you realize the necks are stuck behind the barn door. So it's almost like when a dog's on a leash and it's just short and they snap by you and honk and hiss and crack and and it almost sounds like there's a guttural sound following the back of that and you can smell the stench of rotting meat from its teeth as all three beaks snap at you and are straining to get past the door then as everyone knows the duck is the smartest of the three the duck neck reverses back looks around and it sees a latch for the bottom of the door. And as it looks, everyone can see that it sees a latch. It tries to open the latch with its beak and manages to bite the latch off with a natural one and has chipped some of its fangs. That brings it Lovely. to you, Lena. I see these heads descending on the bacon and this really upsets me. So I'm going to run and yell as I like r run towards the bacon. No, no, it's my bacon. And I run and I jump on the bacon trying to take a bite. Are you stabbing out with your daggers as you're like, no, it's my bacon. Yes. Roll an attack. 14. So as you go, no, no, it's my bacon. You manage to swipe one of their necks. So the turkey neck and your dagger almost sticks into it but it doesn't do any damage as it sticks for a second and then comes off and you realize it's got some feathers attached to it but it didn't dig into the neck roll wisdom for me five no guys why <laughs> you're oh. asking the person with the worst wisdom to roll wisdom and wisdom saves so <laughs> as you run and barrel into ochre and as you do so you were gonna bite a piece of bacon but as you run into her, you obviously break that illusion for yourself, but only after you've already gotten there. And then you're just sort of sitting on top of Okka with your mouth like open, like you were going to bite in. And even for a goblin, it's awkward. I'm fully <sighs> convinced that she's still hiding the bacon somewhere. So I'm still going to try and bite. On your next <laughs> round, you can continue that action. Ruz. Be a gentleman here and also help our special <laughs> guest player. Where's the pot in relation to the turducken? So if you came in the door, the turducken mm. was in the back right corner and the pot yes. is behind you in the left corner. So like diagonally across from each other. Raz is going to push Leo off, grab yes. Oka and run with Oka towards the pot because Oka did say, put it in the pot and... Right now, it was the delicious appetizing meal. So despite the fact that the illusion is broken, Raz is fully convinced that he needs to put Oka into the pot to get the turducken in there. 
I am just going to cry out, No! My bacon! What's your movement speed? 30 feet. Okay, are you fighting sure. this pool? I'll go with her to the, to the cauldron. We'll go 15 feet because you're taking another uh, person with you. Also, there's yeah. something in my mind that's just like, clippity-clop all the way to the birdie boy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to run around the center counter? Because you can't go directly diagonally across. There is the center counter. It is shelving this one. It's not a, like a solid structure. So you could go between the like pots and pans that are there. Yeah, Raz is a barbarian. He's going to run in a straight line. Because that's the fastest route. As you run and send utensils and pots clattering everywhere onto the floor, you cut across. You are now on the left side of the kitchen from the door. And you are five feet closer to the cauldron. So the cauldron is probably from where you are now because you progressed right to the back of the, mm-hmm. the kitchen. It's probably 20 feet away to the base of the cauldron. Okay. I think I'm just going to shoot it. Roll am your attack. I, am I far enough now to where I could use a ranged weapon? Because I got carried away. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, you are. You also realize because of the height of the turducken, you could also from the floor shoot upwards. I will shoot it with a crossbow. 14. You aim, but you realize that the three heads are very nimble on the neck. And the best place to try and attack it would be in its central body. But that is still behind the door. Is there a way to open that door? Because he bit off the latch. Raz is very confused now. Because Oka's telling him to do too many things at once. First he must kill it. Then he must put it in the pot. Now he must open the door. But he's so far away from the door. He's going to turn to Oka and look at her and be like, why? Why are you, you in charge when you can't even decide what you want to do? You have to put it into the pot to kill it. Kill it, yes, but put it in the pot and then kill it. No. But in order to get it into the pot, you have to open the door. No, one thing. He said it's like a one. recipe. There's steps. There are no steps in food. Food does not have steps in it. No. Raz is very upset. He really doesn't understand why he couldn't be in charge of this mission because Oka does not know what she's talking about. So he's going to go into a rage because he's very upset now. Whilst that is happening, Leo, you are left bereft of bacon. And now that Oka has moved, you can see there is a large mixing bowl that's probably about the size of you. And coming up from out of it is a humanoid top half of a body made out of batter. It's got two arms. It doesn't appear to have any fingers. They appear to be rounded. And it's got a round head. And the batter opens to make what appear to be eyes and a maw. And the body section looks bigger than an orc. As it's going to try and grab you. Does 11 hit your armor class? No. As it starts to reach for you and it just comes short, but you can feel as the arms pass you, you see almost a ripple in the arms and you can see the batters extending towards you. That brings it to the turducken who is going to try and figure out this doll. It's going to batter one of its heads, the duck head, which needs a hentist, North Star. It's going to batter the door with its head to try and push it. Batter. 
half battered. <laughs> As it tries to push it, and it realizes, so the door opens into the sort of farm area, but it's hitting its own body with the door as it takes one point of damage from hitting itself maybe, with the barn door. Maybe it'll just kill itself, guys. It looks pretty healthy. You are really confusing Raz even more because now you expect the food to kill itself. This is why he's angry. Moving food, guys. Moving food. It brings it to you, Leo. Leo is going to whip out his rapier and then slash the damn thing that's trying to grab him. All right, roll your attack. 24. Definitely hits. Roll your damage. 7 piercing damage. As you cut off the edge of the batter that's nearest to you, of the arm that's nearest to you, it plops to the floor. And then you see the batter is still trying to reform the hand that you sliced off. And the batter on the floor seems to be crawling back towards the main body. I'm going to use my bonus action to disengage and then scream in sheer terror as I run back to Raz and Oka and go, There's ah! calling, calling food. It's trying to eat me. I assume you're also going to run through the central island and scatter utensils around. Yes. As you do so, a wooden spoon goes flying into the batter. Can the three of you roll insight for me? Oh. 18. One. Leo, this kitchen is a death trap. <laughs> they actually want to cook you. The cookies <laughs> and the turducken are distractions. Goblin is what's for dinner. Ruz, you need to attack the things and, and you should do to. what Okka tells you, whatever that seems to be at the time. Okka, you realize that for the batter... Potentially using utensils would damage it more easily because it is a food. The turducken is a living animal, so weapons would work. But you feel like the batter is magical, and so magic and cooking utensils would be better suited to attack it. I want to tell Riz, but I think that he'll get mad at me. Are there like any like butcher knives? Chat, are there butcher knives on the floor? Whilst that is happening, it is Raz's turn. How far away is Raz from the door where the Tudakan is now that he's run across the kitchen? Now that you've run across the kitchen, with your 30 feet, you could get back to the door. North Star and Crimson Nexus, because it is a Christmas theme, say absolutely. There are plus three Bane food knives. And you realize that there are small cleavers for the orc, so they're for fine carving. But for you, they're like a giant cleaver. Cool. Almost anime style size. Raz, are you going to run to the Tudakan? Yes. Raz is going to run screaming in a rage at the door. And he's going to start beating the door with his battle axe when he gets there. Okay. Because the last instruction was open the door. Roll. For a second, I was going to say roll aggression for me. Yeah, so roll strength for me because I'm going to assume you can hit the door. Okay, 15. You managed to get your weapon in the groove that was previously made by Leo's knife. And the duck biting off the latch has destroyed the structural integrity of the barn door. Mm -hmm. As well as banging against the body of the Turducken Hydra. As you do that, it splits in two. And the one that's on the hinge flaps open 
towards the turducken, missing it, and the yeah. other part falls flat into the kitchen. As you seem to have just split it in its weak point, the turducken is there, and you can see that it has two almost dinosaur-like legs that go into a large feathery body that is multicolored feathers. Raz is still incredibly filled with rage and he's going to continue to scream profanities now, whereas before it was at the door. But since the door is now gone, he is shouting profanities at the turducken. Okay, you do see a cleaver. Would a cleaver be a strength weapon? Roll perception for me. Just saying this because I have a negative one strength. That's a 12. You realize because it's very large... And usually, having hung around Leo and Ruz for a bit, you know that it takes strength to put effort behind a weapon. However, you do see a large rolling pin, which, even though it's still the same size, is more of a bludgeoning weapon, so you could just sort of drop it on something. I'm stuck between casting a spell and trying to hit something. I feel like you guys will hit things. You're pretty good at that. So I'm just going to help you guys out a little bit. I'm glad you recognize my talents. <laughs> you do have some. A couple. I'm going to cast Bane on the Turducken and the Doughboy. So it's a charisma saving throw. DC 12. They both seem very charismatic. Very. So. <laughs> I mean, uh, the Turducken makes it because it seems to, you know... Three heads have more vibes than none, whereas the gingerbread batter doughboy is still trying to fully form its shape, so it has zero charisma. As you can see, the hands are pushing on the edges of the batter, and it's almost like lifting itself up as its legs are forming under it. What does Bane do? Anytime that they make an attack roll or a saving throw, they have to subtract a d4 from whatever they rolled. First level spell. But after I cast that, can I like keep moving towards the cauldron? And you will make it to the bottom of the cauldron. I'm just going to yell, No! Okay, wait for me! They're trying to kill me! Pick up a cleaver! Just kill it! As Oka gives give some advice. That kill it before it kills you! <laughs> cleaver! That's way too heavy for me! It's so, a rolling pin. <laughs> I'm going to look around for the rolling pin. <laughs> the gingerbread, it is now turned into a kaiju, has fully lifted itself out of the batter bowl and is standing about the same height as the turducken. So they're almost roof height. So they're easily at least 15 feet high. It's a, it's a cavernous kitchen. And it's looking over the counter and you can see its circular head above you. And it's going to try and reach for Ruz. That's because it heard me swearing. It doesn't like profanities, guys. It's Christmas, guys. Does two hit your armor class? No, Carla. It does not. <laughs> As it reaches and it's going to swat the turducken. Because it was reaching for you, but the turkey head and the chicken head were still facing forward after they were about that bacon life. And pieces of the batter have caught on the turkey and the chicken. And Ruz standing there, you see that the batter is extremely sticky. At which the two heads are going to try and escape the batter with a crit fail as the turkey and the chicken head 
try to pull back from the gingerbread kaiju, but manage to turn their necks and their upper bodies into the batter. And now they have gotten themselves stuck and their necks twisted as they're looking back at their body and looking back at you, Ruz. But they are definitively stuck in the hand of the gingerbread kaiju. And you know, it's that like when you try and pull press stick or gum, that's what the turducken is facing. And it is slightly stuck. However, the duck head is still able to try and attack. Does a four hit your armor class? No color. As it tries to <laughs> pick. But being the middle head... It's not got as much range because the other two heads are stuck in the dough. Yeah. And it's just like trying to pick underneath itself. And it is getting quite tangled. And then the duck realizes that that's a possibility and lifts its head mm. up and quacks quite crossly at the other two heads. At least that duck knows how Raz feels. Leo? Leo is going to look around the kitchen for said roller that Uka mentioned, is it on the way to that thing? You're on the side where the roller is. Aka's run to the cauldron, but you're near all the utensils. So you could just go back underneath the counter. How big is the roller? It's probably 60% of the height of you. No. Do I see that spoon that flipped into the thing? You do. It appears to be in the gingerbread kaiju's other hand. And how high is this hand off, off the floor right now? Probably 15 feet. If you got onto the counter, you could jump for it. Okay, I'm going to hop onto the counter because I've got second story work so I can climb fast. Yeah, yeah. And I've got double my jump distance for the same feet. So I'm going to run and I'm going to try and jump for that spoon. Roll acrobatics. Chat says the duck head is talking quack to the other <laughs> two heads. <laughs> 18. You definitely grab onto the spoon. I didn't plan this far, so I'm just going to hang from the spoon for now. As you do so, the weight of you on the spoon, the hand starts to droop downwards as you are pulling the spoon out of the batter. Because when I say it's holding it, it's kind of like suck the spoon into its hand. So it's just sort of in the batter and the edge is sticking out. And it's slowly peeling out the batter. And you realize falling from this height would be detrimental. I am going to cling on to the spoon for dear life. I kind of wrap my, my legs and my arms around the spoon, just holding on. Raz. Raz is still screaming. He's screaming profanities at everything now. He's still in a rage. He's going to run full tilt at the legs of the turducken and start hacking at them with his battle axe. He does not know this, but as a player, I am trying to unbalance the turducken so it falls into the gingerbread. Roll your attack for me. If you get a crit, okay. that'll happen. 21. That's a hit. I'm going to hang on and I'm going to look around the kitchen for Uka. Oh. Ah! Oh. I got it! What now? Wait, you 14. Not... So you're going to attack? Are you going to do anything else? No, because I'm screaming profanities at it. I am of the six oozers. Maybe I'm telling it about all six of them. Can he intimidate? How intimidating is it? He's a tall goblin, but he's still a small thing compared to a turducken. <laughs> I don't think... But very that, angry. I don't think that's... <laughs> I also feel like 
turkeys, ducks, and chickens are very unfazed by things. Okay. <laughs> that brings it to you. So I'm at the cauldron. I want to figure out a way to transport it. Uh, is there like a pan or something that I could try to like put under it? Maybe so it rolls. So you realize that the cauldron is actually not magically boiling. There are large logs underneath the cauldron. And it's kind of like Jenga. If you could pull the right log out, the cauldron would tip. Okay, I will try to do that. Because the kitchen was in perfect working condition when he left, right? (laughs) It's it's a little late for the kitchen now. (laughs) Only goblins or the kitchen will survive. Which one? Who can say? Roll, insight, survival. And are you going to try and yank the log out or are you going to try and wiggle it out? I probably won't yank it because I feel like I don't have the strength for that. So probably trying to like wiggle it. Yeah, and then roll dicks. Okay, that's uh, 13 for insight. You can definitely see which log would work. Survival. It's a nat one. Cool. You know which (laughs) log will work. Dexterity. That's an 18. So what you've realized is you are not strong enough to pull this log out, but Mm -hmm. you are quick enough to be like, run to one side, run to one side, and like jiggle it so that it'll jiggle all the way out. Obviously, all this jiggling of the log has made you very dizzy because as you pull the log out, you see the cauldron is beginning to tip. The victory is yours. As you see boiling ale heading towards you. Can you swim? Can and I? So with a nat one, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> on survival. As the cauldron starts tipping and you take... Two points of damage from the heat of the ale. And somehow the rush of the water has like hit you full force, sent you back across the kitchen. And then almost like that sluicing in a bath where it comes back, some of it. And it has sucked you back into the cauldron where, because a cauldron has a sort of round in that last bit of the circle, the like shallow bit, you are lying face down in the cauldron drowning. You are so disorientated from the wiggling of the log that you can't think I should just stand up. I also swallow some of the, the like, ale. You do. It's tasty. That- you get plus two health. <laughs> I just like, take two damage, but plus two, great. <laughs> As you are floundering inside the cauldron, which is on its side, at that can... Ruz, make a survival yep. check for me, please. Seven. You mm. see a giant wall of hot liquid coming towards you. And I'm angry. I'm going to stare it down. That's what I'm <laughs> going to do. You do that. With the natural one, as the ale came splooshing out the cauldron, it spread across the kitchen and hit the bowl that the gingerbread kaiju was still getting out tip the ball and the gingerbread kaiju with Leo is starting to fall towards Ruz and the turducken. It is almost in slow motion and wherever the gingerbread kaiju is touching the mead, it's starting to crystallize, like crystallized sugar. And its foot that was out the bowl cracks off and it is falling forward and it is going to, on its turn, try and save itself. 
Leo is just gonna go Whee! from the water. <laughs> I took damage, so I'll I'll roll for concentration real quick. I think it's just like ten. Yeah. To keep the spell. Yeah, I get it. The twelve. Concentration uh, held. Somehow. <laughs> Rez, as you were staring down this wave, the Tadakan tried to pull its two heads out of the gingerbread. The gingerbread yeah. is starting to fall forwards closer to you. And mm -hmm. the Tordakan, by pulling, actually managed to slip its feet out and its body has landed on the floor. So it is prone and mm -hmm. that has pulled the gingerbread into the Tordakan. And Ruz, please make a dex saving throw for me. As well as Leo, actually, hanging onto the spoon. 19. 7. Rez, it's almost as if the gingerbread kaiju is falling in slow motion. The ale is surfing past you. The turducken's legs are coming past your shoulders as it's falling backwards onto its body. And the necks are pulling the gingerbread kaiju dough towards itself. And the duck head is just floating in midair looking at you like, what? <laughs> As it's getting pulled backwards, you dodge to the side as you see Leo sitting, holding onto a spoon, looking bewildered as he also lands squarely in the ale. Nothing ventured, nothing gamed, which is also an amazing podcast. And they are our friends of the channel, has gifted five subs to our wow. viewers. So let's sure. just, can we take a moment and we do... A dance. Normally, we were going to try and sing a song, but it was a random song that I was supposed to write, which I haven't written. So we're mm. going to do a five-second dance party, if that's okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. It's appreciated. As Leo is holding onto the spoon and lands in the mead, take three points of heat damage and roll a survival check for me. One. As you also land face down in the mead. Really good at survival. <laughs> it's very good. You lie face down in the mead and start drowning in gonna, a puddle. I'm also, just going to scream. As two of your colleagues are, are drowning and going to <laughs> have to sort that out. The gingerbread kaiju and the todakan are now mingled. The gingerbread kaiju is trying to peel itself off, but it has taken... It looks worse for wear because some of it is crystallized and has cracked off. Mm. Some of it is stuck in the feathers of the turducken. And you can vaguely see the head and half a shoulder and an arm pushing, but the arm seems separate to the head and the shoulder. And it's just open its maw and it's making ah, ah, like <laughs> sounds as the batter tries to make a sound. And then it's just trying to pull itself away and it can't. And the turducken is going to try and get itself up. The turducken also looks worse for wear as you can smell almost that smoked turkey smell. Okay, in your drowning state, you realize this meat is magical and has cooked the turducken real quick. Puddles are dangerous. That's correct, Oz. As the turducken is not going to do anything. So with a one, because it's only got two legs, right? Yeah. And two of the heads are stuck in the dough. So it's trying to, it would have used its head almost like arms, but it can't. So the the duck head is trying to lift itself up, but the, the meat is still very hot. So it's like, mm. duck, duck, duck. 
and it's just flailing on on its voluminous body as it's okay. rolling around and each part that rolls touches more of the mead and singes more you can hear the chicken and the turkey making noise <laughs> as the duck is like fighting with the other two heads does anyone have like handle animal i can speak to animals so you don't understand words but you understand that the duck is basically saying to the other two get your head in the game and help me finish off these goblins and then the other two are like what have you done and then the duck is like i'm not the one stuck in dough and the other two are like we're not the ones who put our head in hot water and they're just general like blame game as leo that brings it to you please make a survival check Aha! Not 20. You realize that the way to survive drowning in this puddle is to stand up. I am going to majestically hop onto my feet. I am so proud of myself. And I'm going to lift my spoon, which is like twice my size. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going to look around to see what's going on because I have no <laughs> idea what just happened. You see in front of you, Ruz looking very unscathed, standing next to the two feet of the turducken. You see the turducken's body eight feet away from you, so the legs are about eight feet long. And you can see, like, the bum of the turducken. Because chat made it so, you realize if you hit the turducken with the wooden spoon on the bum, like your moms used to do, you'll get double damage. I am... Going to play cool, you know, because uh, Raz is close by. So it doesn't look like I was just drowning. And it doesn't look like I'm panicking. And I'm going to run to the duck and like smack it. Chat says there should be extra damage for shame. Psychic damage. They were also saying there should be psychic damage for puns, like in uh, Dungeons and Daddies. But I'm like, no one would survive. Um, okay, well. Roll your attack. 17. Definitely hits. I'm going to use... My little goblin trait, Fury of the Small, to do three extra damage. What's the damage die for the spoon? What is the damage die for the spoon, chat? D100. That's some hectic spoon damage, guys. It's Christmas. 82. Merry Christmas. As you do, 82 points of damage. Oh, jeez. Doubled. Doubled, though. Oof. 85 plus my three fury, fury damage. Chat was going to try and give you a 1d6. So I feel like 82. I think a 1d6 is actually fair as a spoon. (laughs) You know what it is? The turducken was taken back into its past. And mommy turducken used to hit it with the spoon when it wasn't able to catch goblins. And it is that shame that it is lying in mead getting cooked on each side, covered in gingerbread dough, where three tiny, tiny goblins, and it's eaten many more goblins than that, have managed to bring it so low. It is the shame that has drawn this pain for it. And it's a flashback. Like if mom could see me now, she would be disappointed. 80 points of psychic damage. (laughs) Yeah, so two points are from the spoon. It looks very damaged, but it's still alive. 80 points of letting down your mom. (laughs) 
Did that deal any sneak attack damage? I love your, you, you're just like, anything we can do, does it do I love it. Oh, wow. I feel I'm like, sorry. I feel like 80 is good. As everyone feels a psychic wave wash over them that for a moment reminds them of their mothers. And then the Freudian attack is over. Raz. Raz is going to jump on top of it. What he wants to do is he's going to run and he's going to start jumping on the duck head. Like Mario. Yeah, like he's going to start jumping on it while he's got his axe out because like he's upset and he just saw Leo whack it with a spoon and this thing was basically down. So he's even angrier. He's just like, no, like I'm the one who has to do the thing. I must kill it. So he's going to run up to its one head and start like jumping on it and going like a little bit boss. Cool. Roll acrobatics for me at an advantage because the duck head is busy fighting with the other heads. With advantage, that is a seven. Someone said we should explain what boss is. So boss to anyone who's non, not South African means um, crazy, just going crazy that shit crazy yeah you try and do that and you jump and you are like i'm gonna jump on this head and throw a tantrum and hit this head this duck head and then as you jump past because you can speak animal you realize after that psychic wave of damage the duck and the chicken and the turkey are just being like we tried our best to each other so they're no longer angrily fighting oh, each other they're just like Quack, gobble, gobble, as they're like we tried our best mom and you are just so shocked by this that you overshoot and you land on the other side and you do no damage that brings us to Oka. please make a survival <laughs> she's still drowning 21 you realize you simply need to stand up, but also if you had another sip of mead, you would heal any ailments you have. I'm in the cauldron. Can I like hamster wheel it over? Yes. I'm just gonna uh, let like that to, happen. To Roll try acrobatics and... for me. Evan. Because you've been paying so much attention to this cauldron, you know how it works. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna run around the edge, which spins it, and then when you get to the part where the cauldron's open, it's gonna stop for a bit, and then you just have to run around again. So you're going to go barreling with the cauldron because I think it's amazing and it's cool and I'm <laughs> going to let it happen because that's epic. And are you going to roll over the turducken? Sure. I don't okay. see why not. Roll perception for me. I'm going to crush everyone. I'm sorry. 13. You vaguely know where everyone is and you feel like you could miss them. And chat says it's an intelligence-based attack, so please roll intelligence to attack. It's a 10. Because it is prone, you are going to hit. Can Leo and Ruz please make a deck saving throw? 16. I'm so super impressed with my spoon that I don't notice the oncoming barrel with the nat one again. <laughs> oh, I put this dice on my cheeks. Ruz is still in his jumping mode, and he's like, nope. And he jumps. He's going to jump over the cauldron. The cauldron is going to roll. I feel like I should ask how much damage the cauldron does, but I feel like Finn is going to say one million damage. (laughs) I'm just saying it's a very large magical cauldron, and I feel like it should do maximum damage. 
Okay. You know what? It's going to do a D12. So D12 plus one. 12. As the cauldron rolls over the legs of the turducken and rolls over Leo and rolls over the last remnants of the kaiju and two of their heads and the body, it, the duck head is left out. As it rolls over, I'm going to save for story, it rolls over to the open part where the duck head leans in and looks at Okka. Its beady eyes are filled with malice as it is in its dying stages. Leo, are you alive? I'm just kind of <laughs> lying there with my spoon. <laughs> What's left of my spoon? I'm like, oh. As... As Ruz jumps and lands in the cauldron next to Okka. And then Ruz turns to Okka and says, Now what is the instruction? <laughs> I don't know. Get out of the cauldron? As the duck gives you the beady eye, it is going to try and bite you guys. Does the 11 hit anybody? Nope. As if anything, it's actually by sticking its head in has made it easier for you guys to... It's almost like a pinata at this point. Where the two people in the cauldron could be like, meow, meow, and smack it. Also, chat says Leo has turned into a Looney Tune character. He's like, was flat, and then has just like, as the cauldron wore past him, just like, and then like, reinflated. <laughs> Leo, it is your turn. You can see nothing but this giant cauldron. I am going to very slowly get up, take my spoon, and then with all of my strength, Slam the spoon into the pot. Roll the percentile. I am now super me. pissed off at this pot. Chat, over or under? 12. And with an under from chat, it is under 50. As you slam into the pot and psychic damage reverberates around you, Raz and Okka, the cauldron starts to crack as you realize that the spoon basically told the cauldron that its original materials of metal and fire and water that forged it. Basically, it was like, your mama's so badly made, she's still a stream. She's <laughs> like that rock that crumbles as oh the cauldron crumbles gosh. around you. <laughs> this is the kind you of game you guys see a triumphant, <laughs> triumphant Leo standing there with his spoon. Like, nah, roll over me, will ya? Nah. Raz, it is your turn. What Raz really wants to do is hit Leo with that spoon. <laughs> but he doesn't know what to do in any case because the last instruction was get out of the cauldron now there isn't get even out. a cauldron <laughs> the duckhead is still there looking very confused well Raz is equally confused and he's going to look at the duckhead and say I'm also confused he's going to even say that in duck as he smacks it in the face with his axe roll your attack 18 it's definitely going to hit. Roll your damage. Seven. As you go quackly, quack, quack, you get a smack. <laughs> okay. You sense that there is the last vestige of life clinging to this turducken. I have a mace. Can I just whack it? Yeah. Roll to attack. Fourteen. That's enough. Roll your damage. I rolled a three and I do have a minus one. So that is a two. Oh. Just as the suspense and your mace kills the turducken. That drops us out of initiative as we all hear the door starting to slide open. 
I cast Disguise Self to look like Leo. <laughs> like so that me? <laughs> As the chef opens the door, sees what's become of his kitchen, he starts turning red. Russ steps to the side because Leo is triumphantly holding the spoon. I notice what's going on. I drop the spoon and I hide. As he looks around, he sees Ruz step aside. He sees Leo with a spoon disappear, but there's another Leo. And he shouts and he says, What are the Fae going to eat? I f- and he starts running for the three of you. And he says, I guess we're going to have cooked goblin. Can the three of you please make deck saves? Natural 20. 18. 5. As he <laughs> reaches out for Ruz and the Leo he sees, who duck under his arms and run out the kitchen, but somehow he managed to grab a goblin that was somewhere he wasn't expecting. He grabs you, Leo, and says... Well, I guess you'll have to do. Do you think Faye eat goblin? <clears throat> and then he's going to pick no. up the spoon. They, they do eat duck and, and crystal goop. He picks up the spoon. <laughs> and he says, hmm. And he says, did your mother love you? As we bring it to the end of this week's <laughs> of this episode. He's going to beat you with a spoon. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It is a slightly more combat role-playing focus, but I I hope everyone had fun. A huge thank you to chat for being here. But before we go, Finn, I'd love if you could say the Faye guests that are coming, they are from the In Dice We Trust podcast. What can we expect to see? Tell us a bit more about In Dice We Trust again. Well, if there was a fancy dinner... I would say that definitely the royalty from the summer court would be there for absolute sure. Queen Ada and her many fangirls would, would definitely be at attendance at the dinner. Our podcast, we started just as friends, wanted to have some fun because we already played D&D and we thought, why not kind of share it out with the world, get it out there a little bit. And... I mean, our DM is amazing. He's done a lot of work to make everything work out. He even organized this, and he's been doing a lot of work to make us feel special. So it's been a lot of fun, and playing a game in the Wild is very interesting. There's lots of magic and charming, and just, it's a very magical world, and I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. When do episodes come out? They should be coming out on Wednesday. Every Wednesday? Every or every other, depending on how long the episodes are. I don't know if I'm supposed to plug this, but we are going to be doing a a Christmas one-shot soon, DM'd by yours truly. So I would look out for that. I put a lot of work into it, so it's very magical and Christmassy and fun, cozy Christmas vibes and murder. <laughs> we will like, at the end. Cool. <laughs> we will definitely share that out. 
So, I'm so glad that I got to play with you guys. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, you're super cool. I you managed to coerce our DM to doing ridiculous things. <laughs> Which is cool. I am good at coercing. <laughs> 82 damage is, is my yeah. favorite. And Bane. <laughs> oh, that Bane was beautiful. And sneak attack. Can we have sneak attack? <laughs> and you're supposed to double that. It was prone, so it should have been yeah. sneak attack. <laughs> and it was flanked. It was flanked as well. You forgot that. Guys, don't bust don't, don't my... <laughs> don't bust my non-rules knowing. This. <laughs> No, it was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks so much for, for joining us. So please do go check out In Dice We Trust. If you're struggling to find it as In Dice We Trust, you can try IDWT pod and see more Finn and Finn's friends. Well, I'm going to say other friends because I feel like this has been a vibe. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And a huge thank you to my regular players, Lena and Wednesday. Unfortunately, Nelly couldn't make it this evening. A huge thank you to chat. Unfortunately, I'm not on my other Twitch overlay, so I don't know how to raid from here. But go and check out each other's channels. Crimson Nexus seems to be streaming. Huge thank you to Nothing Ventured, Nothing Game for the subs. Once again, in Dice We Trust is if you're looking for something magical and something very, very different set in the Feywild. And there's another Christmassy special, guys. Live your best festive season filled with murder. Christmas murder. <laughs> Have a wonderful festive, everyone. We will see you all on the podcasts and have a safe but full with adventure.